Welcome to Leatherbread, the podcast for fantasy football. Now, introducing your host, Hunter Slapdog Amaruso and Matthew Scotty Hopemeyer. Hello, you beautiful brainiacs, and welcome to another episode of Leather Brains. Today is April 5th, and as always, I am your host, Slapdog, and I'm joined here today by my very good friend who just got back from a road trip, Scott Del Rey. What's going on, Scotty? Let me tell you, I am exhausted. I woke up ass early in the heart of Texas and made the trek back to Nebraska to be here just on time for this podcast. That's how dedicated I am. Well, and uh, I I have a terrible headache, mostly because I went on like a four-day bender. Nice. Um, and I'm on I, I, I'm not on my game. So needless to say, if I say anything stupid during the course of this podcast, I take no responsibility whatsoever. I'm in a compromised position. Oh, wow. Did you have fun in Texas? What did you do in Texas? We just drank. I, my, I visited my brother. He moved down there. Um, and so I had never been to Texas before. We went to visit him and he showed us the city. Uh, I concluded that, so he, he lives in like literally dead center of Dallas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've learned that Dallas is probably the best big city I've been to, but big cities suck. I absolutely hate them. <laughs> Everything about being in the center of a city is just terrible. And going for a weekend is fine, and I had a great time, but I could never live in the heart of a big city like that. It would just drive me insane. Just crazy people everywhere. The traffic is terrible, and everything that is fun costs a billion dollars. It's just not something that interests me. That is true. Everything does cost a billion dollars in big cities. I <clears throat> I was in Dallas a couple, what was that now, a month ago, and I did visit yeah. your brother. Um, I enjoyed Dallas. I, I like Dallas for, like you said, it is a big city and I also am not a huge, uh, big city person. Um, okay. We, hold on. We have breaking news. Um, no. there was a slight breaking news. I'm not going to say it's crazy, but the Browns have called the Texans about a uh, wide receiver, Brandon cooks. So Ooh. that would be interesting. Um, I didn't want to interrupt our, our discussion here, but I felt like that needed to be said. Um, that just broke right now. It's it's not anything for sure, but that would be really fun, I think, um, getting Cooks and Watson back together, and the Browns do need another receiver along with Amari Cooper. So, Yeah, definitely. The Browns would hugely benefit from that uh, as they continue to stack on what very well may be a pretty impressive offense for this upcoming year. So they're, uh, they're making all these moves. I like it. Yeah, and they... They could do something with uh, Mayfield, you know, trading Mayfield for Cooks. Um, that could be something in the works. Davis Mills may or may not be uh, the guy for them in the future, which was really interesting for me um, because I I kind of liked Davis Mills for, for what he was or is what he is. He was a rookie, and I, I, I kind of was interested to see if he took that second-year leap that, that some of these quarterbacks do. He wasn't a terrible asset for them in, in an offense that – uh, by and large, should have failed catastrophically. He did okay. So that would be an interesting thing. Cooks is really the only viable asset that the Texans have. So um, that would be uh, – and he's a good receiver, so that would be fun for, for both parties. Um, going back to Dallas, however, I did enjoy it. It was – for a big city, it was – and I don't like big cities. I did enjoy it. I thought the people were friendly. It was relatively a clean city, um, at least where I was. And this sounds weird, but the architecture, I liked the layout of things. It was, it was, it was nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a, uh, it was, it was fine. <laughs> we, uh, we did a lot of interesting stuff I and mean, we, we, we did a lot of like JFK because that's where JFK was assassinated. So they have all sorts of like tours and they have a big museum dedicated to JFK. So we mm-hmm. got to see all that. That was pretty cool. But we happened to be there. This was the weekend that WrestleMania was in town. Oh, in Dallas. you are a huge WrestleMania guy. I am not. Uh, WWE <laughs> is terrible, and it's a show designed for eight-year-olds that de- that adults decide to watch for some reason, and that doesn't make any sense to me. But my brother's wife, who's like a you know a, a beautiful, like very fashionable, you know, so- someone that would not at all look like they are a wrestling fan, is obsessed with the. She's WWE. a wrestling fan. She, they went, my brother oh, and his God. wife went to WrestleMania and when we first planned the trip down there, he was like, well, you should just come to WrestleMania with us. And I looked at the tickets <laughs> and that dude, the nosebleed seats 
And it was in a Dallas Cowboys stadium. The nosebleed seats at the very top were 250 bucks a piece. And I said, what? You're, you are high. They told me that over 80,000 people were in that stadium for WrestleMania. And they had like WWE like plastered on like, you know how there are some buildings with like big screens on them and stuff. Mm-hmm. They had WWE yeah. plastered all over the city. Like it was like the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Dallas can't get a winning football team. So they have to throw themselves at WWE uh, in order to sell tickets in that stadium. It's just, it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. And because of that, there was a lot of that like tourists wild. in town and it was, uh, there were a lot of, a, a lot of misfits running around. And so there were some, some parts of the weekend that felt kind of dangerous. And I don't imagine that Dallas is normally like that, but they had a lot of weirdos come in for WWE. That is awesome. That is crazy. I never would have guessed it. <laughs> I did know you didn't like WWE. So I can imagine how quickly you said no. Yeah, um, I told him realistically, I would spend like $40 to go to something like that's, that. And that's fair. it wasn't quite enough money to get a ticket. No, I, I wouldn't spend that either. I also heard um, your wife and I were texting back and forth. I don't want to alarm you, but um, we did. And, <laughs> and she said, you guys went on a ghost tour. Did you find any ghouls? We didn't find any ghouls. Uh, we okay. did. So uh, my wife is, my wife and I are both Catholic. And uh, she comes from a uh, Hispanic Catholic family, which means they're fucking crazy. Yeah, they're crazy Catholics. <laughs> and so I, the way that my wife was raised, she always has a vial of holy water in the glove compartment of her car. And when we got, <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> but when we got back from the ghost tour, after we were you know, in close proximity with all these evil spirits, uh, she pulled that vial of holy water out and sprinkled a little bit on the front doorstep of my brother's house, just to make sure we didn't bring in any <laughs> ghouls into their dwelling. No, that's smart of her. Congra- yeah, I, off yeah. to her. Um, you guys probably slept great that night. Yeah, I did. I felt protected by the Lord and Savior, yeah. Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> and so I was not concerned one bit. That's that's smart over. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, with that, we might as well just get into uh, get into the business. Let's get down. Let's get down. Tee us off, man. All right. So we've got, you know, I won't say we got big news. It seems like we've got mediocre news, but it's important nonetheless, especially mm-hmm. for fantasy football managers who want to be in tuned. And, you know, those are the people who come to us for information, of course. Yes. So we will give you that information. First of all, we are going to start with Devontae Parker is moving over under Billy Belichick to uh, hopefully uh, expand his repertoire as a wide receiver. I like this move. The Patriots needed another wide receiver. Um, And and Devontae Parker, it was interesting because I didn't, I mean, with all the moves, especially them getting Hill, Tyreek Hill for the Dolphins, I uh, I think it's a no-brainer for them to move on from Parker. Parker is he's aging. I believe he's 29 years old, um, and he still has talent and he still has athleticism to offer. And it's a good move for the Patriots in in the short term because uh, they needed a wide receiver, and, and I think that makes sense. I think if if they didn't get Hill, if the Dolphins didn't get Hill, they'd probably re-sign Parker. Um, but with them getting a top tier talent like Hill, they don't need Parker anymore. And, and I think it makes sense for him to go to the Patriots where they're hurting at receivers. So I like this move. Yeah, I agree. I think both, uh, both teams benefit from it because obviously, like you said, the Dolphins don't really need Devonte Parker at this point in time. Um, they've kind of moved on to the next generation of weapons, uh, and the Patriots were hurting. And so they do yes. need some weapons. So yep. I agree. I think it'll be good for both of them. Um, all right. So moving on Seattle, has, uh, and this has kind of been bouncing around the headlines for a while. People have been speculating as to whether or not DK Metcalf is available for trade. Um, and it sounds like it has officially been confirmed that Seattle is willing to tra- uh, trade DK for the right price. So what is that price? I mean, what what is it? DK is, is their best asset now that Russ Wilson is gone. Um, so what is that price for Seattle? There, you know, <clears throat> they, you could make a couple different arguments here for what that price would be. Um, no matter what though, if I was Seattle, I would sell DK. I would because his value right now will, is probably at its peak. Um, and well, I say that you know we we don't know that for sure, but right now you're not in a good. You're in a rebuild. Seattle is in a rebuild, and I'm sorry, Seattle fans, if if you were listening and you were upset by this, but your team is undergoing a rebuild. If you have not come to that conclusion yet, you just gave away your star. You gave away the guy that has held that team together and made plays and been the guy, and and now you're leaning on Drew Locke at this current moment, and that's a problem. So you are going under a rebuild. 
just sell your assets because you're not going to get a quarterback that's better than Russell Wilson right now. And, and what does that mean for DK Metcalf? That means he's going to hurt. So sell him. Get assets now to rebuild with. And, and, and I think DK probably wants that too because he doesn't want to sit in Seattle and play with Drew Locke. I, I can promise that. And, you know, there's so many different teams that are in need of a wide receiver right now. Green Bay is a, is a prime example of that. You know how much, first and foremost, I don't think DK Metcalf would look good in a Green Bay uniform, but um, they need him, and that would be kind of a fun matchup, DK and, and Aaron Rodgers. I, they, Seattle needs a quarterback. What if DK goes to the 49ers? That would be interesting. DK and Debo, that would be scary. Um, that would be scary. That would be like the scariest wide receiver combination in the league. <laughs> it would be. It would be insane. Um, the Browns. You know they have Baker Mayfield, so we said it a little bit earlier. But you know what happens if it's a DK for Baker Mayfield plus some stuff? That would be scary too. You have Amari Cooper, maybe Brandon Cooks and DK. May- I mean, they, there's so many different scenarios here, and I think Seattle should explore all their options. To, to part ways with DK uh, because they're under a rebuild and they, they need some picks. They need some assets. And DK is a huge, he's a huge moneymaker for them to sell. I mean, he's there. He is, he's it. He's the, he's really the only other piece that you could sell and get a really high return on. And you might need to do it. So I don't hate it. And I, I if I'm a DK owner in, in fantasy football, I'm also hoping that he gets sold because mm-hmm. he needs to find a better home than Seattle right now. Yeah, it's one of those things where DK publicly <clears throat> has kind of been, uh, you know, playing the adult in the room kind of role where he's saying, you know, you know, I'm the guy in Seattle now. I, you know, I want to be the guy in Seattle. I need to come out and make plays and be a leader. Um, but I think you're right. I think deep down. Uh, and probably behind closed doors with his agent, he's thinking, how can we make some moves here? Because there's no, there's simply no way you can look at that situation and think that DK is going to benefit more so than he mm-hmm. has. You know, so he he uh, would be wise to try and pursue, uh, you know, get his agent to talk with the organization, try and pursue some options on that front, um, and and figure something out because um, you know he definitely needs to find himself a quarterback that can throw him the ball and a competent non-rebuilding offense that is capable of putting up some numbers for him. Otherwise, he is going to become much less valuable in the near term. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I've got some terrible news. Uh, Frank Shitbag Gore is officially no. retiring with the 49ers. The shitbag himself. So <clears throat> this is inside joke. Within our um, our core fantasy football group that we have been playing with for the past, I don't know how many years now, 8, 10, somewhere, something Longer like than that. I can remember. I've had too many concussions. Can't yeah. count. <laughs> We've given nicknames to some of the players, um, and we don't do it for all the players, but there are a select few that do have nicknames. Um, Mason Crosby is the giver. OBJ is OB Jason. Um, mm. and, and Frank Gore was Frank the Shitbag Gore. Um, and it is a sad to see. At one point, he was a focal point in fantasy football, and now he is moving on. Um, I was kind of hoping that he would stay in the league long enough. His son is about to enter the league, and I thought it would be awesome if him and his son were both in the league together. Um, so I'm a little sad by this, just because I've had a personal connection to him in fantasy football for many a years. Yeah, it is sad. And though we call him shitbag, he is a he's always been a pretty good player up until yes. you know he's gotten gotten old. Um, someone that was always fantasy relevant, and um, you know he brought some heartbreaks and he brought some exciting games. So I uh, I bid him a, a a good retirement, and I hope yes. that he enjoys time and relaxes and gets hammered drunk and goes to a bunch of games to watch his son uh, carry the torch. Yes, congratulations, Mr. Gore. I know that you are a, a listener of ours, and uh, thank you for all the happiness and sadness you brought us through the years. Yeah, good luck, shitbag. We love you. <laughs> all right, Colin Kaepernick, who for whatever reason cannot stay the fuck out of the headlines – uh, was uh, was involved in the Michigan spring game. And I, I didn't actually watch this uh, or see any details about it, but I heard it was going to happen. Shed some light for me. I didn't. I have absolutely zero interest in watching it, so I didn't do it either. Um, but from what I, the, the murmurs of what I had heard is Michigan, it was during their spring game, 
and they were going to do a halftime show that showcased Colin Kaepernick's throwing ability. <laughs> if, what a fucking terrible, terrible thing to do in, in the halftime show of a spring game. Hey, let's bring out this washed-up quarterback that no one cares about and watch him throw it for the next 10 minutes. Isn't that exciting, everyone? Like, I, I that sounds terrible. I didn't watch it, have no interest in it, and I just think it's plain silly. So it It is... Uh it might be the most egregious example of virtue signaling that I've ever seen a major organization <laughs> do. Where they're like, oh, Colin Kaepernick, he stands for stuff that people tend, you know, seem to like. Let's it's just bring him grab. in and and maybe maybe hopefully people will like us a little bit more now, even though everybody hates Michigan football because they are, you know, I guess I'm speaking out of a bias because we're Nebraska fans. Yeah. Um, so I do hate Michigan football and this, uh, this does not help. It's clearly a... Uh, stupid and it's clearly a publicity stunt and not only that but it's a bad publicity stunt so shame on you shame on you michigan wolverine assholes now if they would have had like santana come out at halftime yeah i'd lose my shit so that's that's way better when i just get like somebody who's not relevant anymore but like pitbull I like I I could care less about Pitbull, but have him come out and do like a throwing showcase. Yeah, I'd rather watch Pitbull throw the ball than Colin Kaepernick. So (laughs) I I could care less. That's not a bad idea, though, that that organizations can have just like random people come out and do like uh, do like combine drills. Yeah, in the middle of like, he won't for a sing. Show. He won't talk. You don't get to like you don't get to see any of his like what he's known for. You just get to watch like. These famous people dude, try and do combine stuff. Dude, the gears are turning now. If you did like a like a season long contest with just a bunch of like B list <laughs> retired washed up celebrities running like the forty yard dash, like timing everybody on the forty and yeah, then ranking them, that would be sweet. Pitbull throws a thirty yard dart to fucking Santana <laughs> as he's running across. Yeah, I would. Well, I I'd be more excited to watch that than than. Maybe some NFL games, to be completely honest. <laughs> like jo- Jonah Hill running the 40. <laughs> God, I would love that. That'd be so Bradley cool. Cooper just freaking laying some dude out. Yeah, I think we just <laughs> need celebrity football is basically what we're getting to. Yeah, I'm all in for that. Okay, so Michigan uh, unintentionally sparked a great idea <laughs> that hopefully will come to fruition at some point in time. But uh, moving on, uh, your Texans signed no, Marlon Mack. Not my Texans. Wow. I have revoked them as a team. I am a Cardinals fan. All I know is I'm pretty sure that I have at least a couple text messages from you from back in the day that prove you are a Texas fan. Was a Texas fan. There's an asterisk there. Um, I no longer support that team. I don't. The franchise is a joke. The, the whole front office. It's just a joke. It's a joke organization. It's sad, it's terrible, and I want nothing to do with it. The fact that they signed Marlon Mack is actually completely on par for the Texans. Let's go sign a running back that's fucking washed up because they've done it for the past three years. I'm not surprised by this. The Texans, they, they need a complete overhaul. They, they had it at, at one point. They were something, and then they were nothing, and they are nothing. And for the foreseeable, foreseeable future, they will be nothing. I'm not surprised by this. Congratulations, Marlon Mack. You have another year of relevancy in the NFL because you're on the shittiest team in the NFL. Who absolutely, I don't know what it is because they've gone through multiple coaching changes. They just love going and finding washed up running backs that at one point had some relevancy and are fading into the sunset. And they're like, no, we'll keep you in the NFL for another year or two. So congratulations, Mr. Mack. You found your place. Yeah, that's a tough look, but I'm excited to see the dumpster fire that uh, that springs from this uh, or contributes to this. I would so I'm, love I'm Cooks to leave. That. I would love Cooks to leave. I would love for Baker Mayfield to go to the Texans, and to be completely honest, that might be a good place for him because there's extremely low expectations with that entire organization, so it could pan out. Um, yeah, and we've talked about that before, and it seems like if they're in conversation – um, it may be a possibility. It could be, and I, I honestly would not hate it. So, how long that, do you think Baker Mayfield would have to stay in Texas before he gets accused of sexual misconduct? I don't know. Emily's pretty hot, man. Like I, <laughs> she's the runner up. She is the runner up, but, but Baker will friend. never be satisfied. Well, no, I wouldn't either if I was playing for the Texans. You know what? I take <laughs> that back. You're still playing for the NFL, but that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, right. I'm, 
Couldn't care less. Congrats, Marlin. <laughs> what kind of name is Marlin, by the way? It's a fish, I think. Yeah, no, I'm it pretty is. Sure it's a fish. That's, it is a fish. I don't know Why'd a lot about fish. I'm in, I'm in the center fish. of the country. I, mm. if I was Marlon Mack, I'd legally change my name. I think it's cool. I think he should just try and go play for the Dolphins. Perhaps. Or do like birds eat Marlins? I don't know. What does that have to do with anything? Well, What's you your train just, of thought there? You could go play for the Eagles or the Cardinals. <laughs> well, Card- Cardinals won't eat Marlins, but like the Eagles might. Hmm. All right, we're going to move on from that because this is ridiculous. Um, Giovanni Bernard re-signs a one-year deal with the Bucks. He wants to run it back one more time with the GOAT. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I We know playoff Lenny's going to be the RB1 there. That is of no surprise. And if you were shocked by that information, welcome to the now. Right behind him is going to be Keyshawn Vaughn. He's pretty much, I think, solidified himself as the RB2. I think more than anything else, Giovanni Bernard um, is kind of just, I mean, it's a one-year deal, so I think it's pretty evident, but he's just going to be that that guy who I still think will get some touches, but I don't think it's going to be anything where you're like, it's going to be maybe a goal line touch every game or two. Like, it's not going to be anything crazy. So um, I I don't care congrats for us getting signed somewhere but as far as fantasy football relevance you probably won't make it on most rosters r.i.p all right now for the biggest news since we've last recorded bruce arians uh seemingly suddenly retires from his head coaching position but i assume it wasn't actually sudden this has probably been in the works for some time but we are just now hearing about it what are your thoughts you know when i first heard that i was I was shocked, as I'm sure most people were, because everything was coming into place. Like, you you, you got Tom Brady back. You're bringing all these people back. You're, you're basically like, um, I don't know, like you're a, you're a band that doesn't want to say that you're washed up, maybe, um, and you're still, you might have one more one-hit wonder left in you. I don't know what analogy I'm going for, but essentially... It, you had everything, right? Like it, this was the time where you. Why would you retire? You know, um, and and that went through my head. I was like, dude, you got Tom Brady to come back. You're getting all these pieces and these players to say, yeah, fuck it, we're gonna come play with Tom Brady again for another year, and then you you decide you want to retire. I don't know. I, I my my mind goes to a couple different things, and I, I really haven't. Uh, read too far into it so it's just my pure speculation as you said I do think this has been in the works for a while and I think maybe and who knows but perhaps it was a conversation where if Tom Brady comes back he'll retire and if Tom Brady doesn't he'll stay on for another year or two to try and help mend the gap maybe I don't know Um, Bruce Arians is I don't know if I necessarily love him as a coach, but I didn't hate him. And he seemed kind of like a douche, but he got results. He ran a pretty tight ship. But to be completely honest, I kind of think of Bruce Arians in in a much similar fashion to when Peyton Manning went to the Broncos. Like, do you really need a head coach? And, And I say that partially jokingly, but when you have somebody at such an elite level as Peyton Manning or Tom Brady they can probably run the ship pretty well on their own at this point in their careers. So I, I'm happy for Bruce Arians. He got a he got a ring. He's still with the organization. He's just working in the front office. So I, I don't know exactly how that transition will will work. I think it was probably a decent move for Tampa Bay too because they didn't necessarily lose him as an asset. They just changed him from a coach to something in the front office. So maybe it's a win win for both parties. Yeah, his official title is like head of football operations or something like that. So he's going to be, it sounds like, you know, still an integral part of the team's, you know, strategy where he's mm-hmm. going to be, he's going to be making decisions still. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is this was probably a conversation and granted, this is also speculation for me. I have no information related to this, but it was probably a conversation that happened last year. Uh, when he and Tom were discussing the possibility of retiring. And I think they both mm-hmm. were like, all right, it may be the time. If you're going to go, then I'll go. 
Um, and then I think, you know, Tom Brady decided he was retiring. I'm sure that Bruce Arians already had it kind of in the works and they just wanted to make sure that they had, uh, they had the replacement set up and everything, you know, all their ducks were in a row before he announced it. Um, and then Tom Brady coming back was unexpected and he didn't want to alter the plan. That would be my guess. And I, not that I necessarily disagree with you, but I think that Tom Brady knew he was going to come back. I firmly believe that, and, and I am a fool for dropping him in one of my dynasty leagues because I think the writing was on the wall. I think he contemplated it, and that's why he did. But I think that, you know, and, and once again, I we're not privy to the conversations behind closed doors, but perhaps Bruce Arians had, had said, look, or, you know, when Tom Brady had come back, they, they probably asked Bruce Arians. I mean, like, hey, man, do you want to come back even though this is in the works? Like, you know, the door's open for you if you'd still like to do this. And I think he probably had a realization that he needed to let other people have an opportunity to take the reins and, and let him transition into this other role. So I, I think that conversation, I would, I feel confident that that happened. I think it was in the works, like you said, previous to Tom Brady coming back and announcing it. Um, but I think they left the door open for him. If he wanted to come back, he probably could have. Yep. I agree. I think that's uh that's pretty likely. So, all right. That is uh that's all the news, right? Uh, looks like it. Perfect. Well, uh, we are this episode. I think we're going to be under time today a little bit. So let's just jump into the questions. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. You think I sounded pretty, pretty close? Yeah, that does sound pretty close. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's a weird talent you have. I look, man. I'm sure Blue's Clues is still on Nickelodeon, and I would love to audition to be Blue. Yeah, the uh, the show got pretty weird recently. Did it? I saw some headline where they they like did an entire episode about like a like a trans non-binary parade, and that was like the whole Blue's Clues episode. <laughs> so, like, what was the mystery? I don't know what the mystery. I, well, I didn't see it, but everyone was talking huh. about how that happened, and I, I thought yeah. that was strange. Perhaps imagine I, trying to explain to your like four-year-old what a non-binary prey you is. Know, I wonder about that <laughs> because, like, is that like it, not that I have I see any problems with that kind of stuff, but like, are kids today just are they are they being taught that that's okay? I oh, just, I'm sure. curious. I'm just curious. Like, I wonder sure, if dude. kids today are just like, yeah, because like you think about it. Never mind. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But I, I am curious to know if, if like that's being taught that it's okay. Not that I have an issue with it, I suppose. But I was just, I'm not a kid and I don't watch kid shows. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just going to avoid going on the rant that I'd like to go on because we need to talk about football. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. Uh, first question comes from Aaron Davis, a loyal brainiac. Big, we love Big D. Big D. <laughs> and I'm sure he loves that nickname. It's very generous of us. Uh, so uh, Aaron Big D Davis says, if you are the Green Bay Packers with the 22nd pick, are you going to take wide receiver Chris, o- Chris Olav or wide receiver Jamison Williams, given both are still available? That is a question that I... Yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it, and I'm not going to bullshit you, Mr. Davis, a.k.a. The Big D. I am not, you know, for us doing a fantasy football podcast, I should probably know everything there is to know about uh, the upcoming rookies. I don't, and I don't want to sit here and pretend like I do, um, but I, I have done some homework on, on some of the players, and if I was to say, I'd probably say I don't think Chris Olave is going to make it that far. Um, because the Jets, I think, are a, are a contender. They have rookie picks. They have – I'm about to sneeze here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it went away. We're good. Let it um, out. <laughs> uh, I, I'd have to look again. I, I remember I was I was doing some preliminary homework on, on some just ideas here, and um, Olave is uh, higher up on the rookie draft charts um, and I think that the Jets, the Jets have two first round picks this year, and I can't remember exactly where where they fall, but it is before the Packers. They have expressed, obviously, they've expressed interest with getting Tyree kills, so I think it, it would make sense for them. You know, they're in a mark in the market for a receiver, um, so I think Chris Olave will probably go before that. But the reason that here it comes, <laughs> there we go, <laughs> got it, baby. Um, 
Oh God. Jameson Williams is, is kind of, um, he doesn't play that slot role. He plays more of like an X, Y, um, on the outside. And he, he's very fast and Aaron Rodgers, as we know, is not afraid to throw a deep ball and they need that with Devontae Adams gone. So I think I'd probably, you know, all things considered, Jameson Williams is probably where it will go. And I think that's the right move for, uh, the Packers. So the Packers do need wide receiver help really, really bad. And um, and I, I'm fairly confident that, excuse me, they will get a receiver in, in the draft here. I got the hiccups now. I'm dying, man. This is rough. All I, I hear is that I'm going to have to do a lot of editing on the audio of this no, podcast. No, I think you should leave it. I think <laughs> that way the people know that we're real and we're not robots. Mm. Um, or the brainiacs, excuse me. I didn't me. know that was a concern. Yeah, I, you know, we can't be too sure. Uh, so I, I think that's that's probably what I would say. The Packers are they're hurting. <laughs> there is still, and AJ Green is a free agent, I believe, too. So um, I think that, that some people are going to be making some moves, and maybe he could end up there because they don't have any receivers. They have Alan Lazard as their <laughs> as their current wide receiver one. That's a problem. Um, so I, I could see I in fact I would be surprised if the Packers didn't draft a receiver. And I, I think Jameson Williams should be that guy. Yeah, they definitely need it. Although I am being a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I actually I don't I don't know that there is an established rivalry there, but half of my family are huge Green Bay fans. So mm-hmm. the Chiefs half of my family uh, and the Green Bay half of my family have a massive rivalry. Um, and there is a lot of shit talking going on 24 seven. So if the green Bay Packers, uh, suck, uh, that would be good for me. Um, so I know Aaron big D Davis is a big Packers fan and I'm sorry to disappoint you, but, uh, I hope that they suck. Okay. Well, you heard it from Scotty first. He hopes your team sucks. Um, I'm not a big Packers fan either, to be honest. We have a really good friend of ours who's a Packers fan and I, I don't like the Packers because of him. So, <laughs> if you're listening out there, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, fuck you twice, actually. <laughs> All right, this question comes from a name that I assume is Car- Carulian Vane. I think it's Cerulean. You think it's the S sound? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Needless to say, you are obviously banned Cerulean? because your name is terrible. Say because yeah, there's an A-E. I don't care anymore. Say Rulian. We're going to answer his question out of the kindness of our hearts, but no longer do I care about his questions from here on out. <laughs> um, okay. Which tight end are you going to sell out of these three? Out of Gasicki, Fant, or Schultz? Which one are you selling? All jokes aside, I really do like this question. I think this is a, it's a good question because there is a lot of potential here. Um, you have and my computer. Can you still hear me? Yep, you sound great. Okay, perfect. I, I like Gasicki a lot, and I have said that in previous episodes, and I will continue to say that, and I am probably a little too optimistically high on him, but I think that, I mean, he lines up more as a wide receiver than he does as a tight end, um, and he's in an offense that has so many weapons, in, in an offense with a head coach that used George Kittle the way he used George Kittle. So, and I, I just think Gasicki has so much opportunity. I am I am very high on Gasicki this year. Um, Dalton Schultz, I can't remember what tight end he finished. He finishes a top 10 tight end. And, and Scott Del Rey, if you could pull that up for me as my computer is not doing great. Um, I know he finished, I think it was number seven. I'd, I'd spot check me on that one, but he's in an offense with Josh Allen. He's, he's going to have success. He's going to do great. And then you have Noah Fant, who is arguably the most athletic out of the three of these tight ends. The issue being is who's throwing him the ball. And right now Seattle has Drew Locke as their quarterback. And we have seen what Drew Locke is capable of, and it's not exciting. So while Noah Fant might be the best athletically, we're not playing for athletically. We're playing for who's going to have the most fantasy football relevance, and that goes back to the quarterback. Who is throwing him the ball? What kind of opportunities are he, are, are these tight ends getting? And I'm least optimistic about Noah Fant, so I think he's probably the one that I would sell. Yeah, I definitely agree. 
my computer is also freaking out now, so it's not allowing me to pull it up either. So that'll just be a mystery, I suppose. Okay. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with the assessment. Uh, if you're going to pick one that is most likely to have a disappointing year, uh, Fant is that guy. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, next question comes from Snarky Wolf. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about that either, but we'll move I kinda, on. Yeah, uh, I kind of like it, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any witty commentary to provide in relation to that name. Okay. <laughs> What's his question? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so his question is, uh, which would you rather have in a Dynasty half-point PPR league, Jalen Waddle or Debo? Debo. Actually, I'm taking Waddle, man. I um, In a Dynasty league, uh, yeah, I'm taking Jalen Waddle, man. I like Debo, and I think Debo was the focal point of that offense last year. But I'm concerned for a couple different things. He's got a new quarterback coming in. If Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I think Trey Lance, even with Jimmy G still being there, I think Trey Lance, I think Trey Lance is still going to be their guy. I, 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 they, they traded up to get Trey Lance. They invested, you know, in, in trade capital to to get up and get this guy. Um, I think it's time that they start. You know, he's had a year under Jimmy G to kind of learn the game and everything. I think it's time for them to to use Trey Lance. So um, that kind of worries me, not because of, of Debo, because I think he'll still have fantasy football relevance, but I believe Debo's 27 years old, um, and that's kind of getting up there for for a wide res- or for any fantasy football player, really. Um, and while he still will probably have a couple more years of relevance, Jalen Waddle is a fresh coming off his rookie year in a hyper-powered offense, um, and, and I, I, I've... If you've listened since day one, even before Hill got there, I was very excited about Jalen Waddle, and I still am. So, um, in a dynasty now in a redraft league, that would be a different question. But yeah. for for longevity purposes as well, I think I'm going Waddle. Yeah, I agree. It's it's tough because Waddle. You, you could argue that Waddle's in a worse situation with the number of weapons there. Yes, and you, though absolutely. I think that there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of reason to be excited about about that offense, but there it's all unproven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't really know anything there. Debo is going to be the guy um, in San Francisco, regardless of who's throwing him the ball. But you're right. When you're talking about the upside and dynasty with how young Jalen Waddell is and how likely he is to, uh, to make an impact over time, I think the dynasty, uh, the, the optimist in me would say, when you are in a dynasty league, you should go Waddle. but it is a risk. Yes, it is. Absolutely. All right, moving on to a question from Luxury Dad, which that is a dope name. I like that. that. Cool I hope name. I hope one day to be a luxury dad myself. Me too. Me too. Have a nice leather recliner. Have some really <laughs> brand spanking new New Balance shoes. Luxury. A nice, nice watch. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I picture like a gold watch with a green backplate. Like very not real gold obviously but gold colored with like a ugly green backplate it's an interesting color scheme it seems like something that a guy who wears uh polarized glasses would wear (laughs) perhaps i just think of it. it yeah i think of an old person who thinks they're living luxury and if if that's it then that's it and i'm happy for you all right, so you might have to explain to me on this question because you wrote choose one, Mike Evans or Devonta Smith, or is it Devonta Smith and the picks? No, I think it's Mike Evans, Devonta Smith, or the picks. Oh, or the picks. I see what you're saying. Okay, so yeah, Mike Evans, Devonta Smith, or a 1.02, a 2.02, and a 3.02. Which one are you taking? Give me them picks, baby. Give me them picks, baby. I want them picks, baby. Give me them picks. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the picks. Um, this is a, well, it's, oh shoot. It's a dynasty startup. Damn. I didn't read that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. You just sang a whole song and everything that went I, on for dude, entirely too I was, long. I was vibing. I didn't think it went on that long. I think I could probably keep going and we should write a whole song. Um, damn in a startup league. <laughs> probably. If it's 102, 202, and 302, like for this upcoming rookie draft, 
yeah, I'd probably take the picks. I'd probably take really? the picks. Yeah. yeah. I like I I like Devonta Smith, and I do think he's talented. I just don't like Jalen Hurts that much, and we have to be cognizant of who's throwing the football. Um, and Jalen Hurts doesn't throw the football that much. He and Devonta Smith definitely had weeks of fantasy football um, smash plays, but he also had bus weeks where you were pissed off that he was in your starting lineup, and you. You want the most consistency when you're playing fantasy football, even if you don't have a guy who's going to freaking get you uh, 30 points every game. If you can count on somebody to get you at least 10 points every game and, and that has his floor, you're probably going to play him because if if a player's floor is 10 points and they, they have, you know, touchdowns are not a guarantee. But if their floor is 10 points and they're not getting touchdowns, then it's going to be pretty favorable when they do. That's why I think I would take the picks because I think that you can build the, that 102 and the 202. You should be able to find relevance in both those picks. The 302 I could give a shit about, but yeah, I think I think I'm going to take those picks. Mike Evans, I like Mike Evans, but he's kind of getting a little bit older. Um, and if you're in a dynasty startup league, you have to be thinking about longevity as well. Mm-hmm. And Mike Evans, you know, Brady came back. How long is Brady realistically going to pe- play? And how long is Mike Evans going to play with Tom Brady? You have a guarantee for one more year. But then after that, it's a big old question mark. And I don't want to be a part of that for a dynasty league. In a redraft, different story. Um, so I, I think I'm going to take the picks. Yeah, I th- to me, the question is between Mike Evans or the picks. Um, and like you said, Mike Evans is going to have relevance right now. But it's a big, you know, unknown past past this year, um, and so you're 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 hedging your bet on Mike Evans uh, or Tom Brady staying in the league for a few years and Mike Evans staying with him, or you're hedging your bet on being able to choose uh, a couple fantasy relevant players in the draft of rookies who have uh, you know never played an NFL down. Um, yep. So you got risk either way, but the upside comes from those picks. You're you're obviously going to get a young player. So yeah, I mean, if they have relevance, they're going to be relevant for a long time. Think about it. Would you know one of those players could be Jamar Chase, and, and I'm could oh, be or or, it, I mean, it all depends, and it's all probability, and I mean, there's a lot of different variables involved. But I'd rather take a shot on a young guy with a lot of upside in a team that needs him, like a wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, maybe, um, versus a guy who's aging. Yeah. So I, yeah. I take the picks. All right. Question from Feed Me Dog. Who's a better dynasty wide receiver, Jerry Judy or Amon Ra? I'll let you answer this one first. Uh, Jerry Judy, hands down. And it's not necessarily that he's a better receiver, hands down. It's that he's in a better situation. Um, and he's going to be Bingo. in a better situation for a while. Um, so if you have to choose between those two, you're choosing Jerry Judy as the way the NFL is shaken out thus far. Uh, that's a no-brainer. I agree completely. I think you hit the head on the nail. So Amon Ra, like I like him and he, I've said it before, but if you had him on a fantasy football league, he won you your championships. It was great. I loved him. I had him and it was so much fun. But from a realistic perspective, if I could trade Amon Ra and get Jerry Judy, I'm going to do it in a heartbeat because Jerry Judy has one of a, a top five, well, a top seven quarterback it's, it would be tough for me to sit here and rate quarterbacks but he is a top seven quarterback in an offense that should do very very well i don't like jared goff i'm not excited about him and for that reason i think i would take jared Judy. yep agreed all right i'm gonna ask this question actually i'm gonna let you ask this question because i've got a uh a no free ads papa john's pizza delivery man here and the moment oh. he knocks on my door my dogs will howl till the sun comes up okay and it's going to be very annoying so i'm going to let you take over this one i'll jump back in on the next one okay then the question is from justin mc 25 justin mc 25 that was my my rendition of being an mc um he is in a 14 14- team dynasty super flex league that is insane uh that's pretty cool though too um and he's asking uh Derek Carr and Elijah Moore or Carson Wentz the 104 and the 108 Scotty were you going to answer this or did you just want me to go in and answer Go ahead and answer it. I'll give you. Uh, it actually seems like I think my wife uh, her uh, her brainiac self I think put the dogs outside so she uh, she planned ahead. Yeah, okay. she is. So I'm here. Okay. Um, 
This is tough because I don't like Carson Wentz, and I don't think he's a good quarterback. Um, but in a super flex team with 14 other teams, almost every quarterback is getting started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Derek Carr is a great QB, too, with upside, in my opinion. That's kind of how I look at Derek Carr. And Elijah Moore, I like Elijah Moore. I really do. But, but, I, as I mentioned earlier, I think there's a pretty decent chance that the Jets try and get another wide receiver in this draft. And and I don't think that necessarily hurts Elijah more terribly, but it's something to be cognizant of. Um, so I think I'd probably go with Wentz in the picks just because you're getting what what should be Wentz and two other startable players. Um, so I, I think that is probably where I would lean. As much as I do like Moore and Carr, uh, I think I would take Wentz, and, and, and especially in a 14-team league, like first-round picks are pretty pretty important Mm. so i I think that's probably where i lean on this question yeah i think i agree with you i think i do it's tough Uh, it's tough it it is tough because the the thing is is that car and more are going to be are going to be relevant they're going to be people that are in your starting lineup Mm -hmm. um and like you said with the 14 team especially car is going to be just fine but those two picks make a big difference um, mm-hmm. in in this dynasty league, and I think I agree with you. I think that's what I would do as well. Yeah, it sucks, but I think that is that's a good question because I mean you could make an argument for either party to be completely definitely. Honest. So I think that's where I personally lean, but I wouldn't hate it if you went the other way too. Yeah, I mean if you end up with Carr and more on your starting lineup, you're going to be fine. I mean that's not a bad situation either. Yeah. All right. All right we we haven't. Next question is from Snowman2525. He says, pick a side in a one-quarterback PPR league, Mike Williams in a 24-first, or Jerry Judy? Hmm. This is a really hard question because you're hedging your bets, right? You're hedging your bets that Jerry Judy is going to go off this year and he's going to continue to see production while Russell Wilson is there. So... That's that. As soon as I saw this, I thought the question immediately in my mind was, "Do you do you think Jerry Judy's going to go off?" That that is how I read the question, and I think that's a fair question because there are other weapons in that offense. Javante Williams, who will be somebody that is going to do well this year, and and, and it's going to be cool to see. Um, you have Tim Patrick, who nobody's really talking about. Tim Patrick is a fairly cheap asset right now that in a, in a dynasty league, I don't know what his value is because I have Jerry Judy, but I can imagine that it's not great. He'd be looking, he'd, uh, he would be somebody I would probably target on a buy low um, because nobody's talking about him. It's, it's all mm-hmm. Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy. Um, and there, there's not, I mean, he's a Jerry Judy's a buy high right now. He's absolutely a buy high. Um, but Mike Williams is tough too. Um, I mean, you have Cortland Sutton on, on the Denver team as well. So, fuck, this is this is hard. Mike Williams. Here's my issue with Mike Williams. Mike Williams at the start of last year was insane. He was absolutely insane. Mike Williams did great. And then guess what? Oh, yeah, Keenan Allen decided he wanted to play some football. And he started sucking targets and and usage away from Mike Williams. So, I mean, if it wasn't for that 24 first, I'd take Jerry Judy every day. But the 24 first is kind of interesting. The problem with the 24 first is, is you can't even project as to where that, you know, I don't, you have no idea where that team's going to be. You can sit here and say that you think it'll be a middle of the pack first. It could be a late round, and guess what? It could be like a, a 101. But with that being a year away, you you have somewhat of a – or two years away, you have a semblance of an idea, but you really don't know. Um, I think after me rambling for the last three minutes, I think I'm going to take Jerry Judy. Yeah, that's the correct answer. Uh, Mike Williams has a lot of upside, but Jerry Judy has a ton of upside. And it is uh, it is still unproven, obviously, in the new system. Uh, but you have a wide receiver that a lot of people were high on and underperformed to some degree, but now is getting an elite quarterback under center. Um, and I am real high on the Jerry Judy train. I think 
Um, you know, he is a buy high, but he's a buy high for a reason because he's got a very good chance of being an incredible asset for fantasy managers. Um, and I am not going to overspend on him, but I am going to pick up Jerry Judy wherever I can because I believe he is going to perform. Um, so maybe it's my own hopeless optimism, but I, I am taking Jerry Judy all day long. There. I, I think there's some fair optimism, so I don't hate it. Yeah. All right. Next question is from Simple Supermarket 3. He is in a 12-team Superflex <laughs> tight end premium said league. That just like so nonchalantly happy. Like simple supermarket three. Yeah, that's my like job. That. I'm a broadcaster. <laughs> Nothing but professionalism from me. Simple supermarket three says 12-team Superflex tight end premium league. Are you taking Swift or Mixon and a 106? Oh, this one's easy for me. I'm taking Mixon in that 106, baby. Easy. Easy. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, Joe Mixon is going to have a fun year. They did a bunch of upgrades at the O-line that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Um, so the run game is going to be great. Joey B is going to check down to him as well. And, and Joe Mixon catches the ball in the backfield as well as runs the ball. I'm excited for Joe Mixon, man. And he's while he is not getting any younger, he is going to be a smash play this year, and I love it. Um, and then the 106, I, I really enjoy as well that, that you should hit on there. So while DeAndre Swift certainly is somebody who he's young, he's talented, and he will eat as well, um, the pick is really what sets it over for me as far as separating this bar none from Mixon to Swift. And you're going to yeah. get relevance out of Mixon and you're going to get some youth in, at that 106. So I like it. Definitely. I mean, this this honestly would have been a tough question without the pick involved. Um, you know, I, I think that there are still reasonable people who would take Mixon over Swift um, just because of the situation he finds himself in this year where he's in one of the most explosive offenses in the league. He's got a revamped offensive line that's blocking for him. That's going to make a huge difference. Um, you know, there's no reason to think Mixon won't have a stellar year. And so I think that that question would have been hard without the pick. And with the pick, it makes it a no-brainer. I'm going Mixon in the 106 all day long. Sign me up. Yep, yep. All right, next question comes from Enfranc. Enfranc. Welcome Enfranc. back. I think we did, we both said that like four times the last time Enfranc mm. said a question. Welcome back, brother. Appreciate the question. Yeah, I, ha- I still haven't learned, so we'll figure it out eventually. But he asks... Are you taking a 204 or Mac Jones in a dynasty one quarterback league? Mac Jones. In a one quarterback league, I, that's right on the cusp for me because if it was like if it was like the 201, I'd keep the 201, but then the 204, you're getting to that point where I'm you still should find somebody, but it's going to be you might be throwing a dart just a little bit more. Um, and Mac Jones, I think I think I'd take Mac Jones for the upside and the stability because in a one quarterback league, you're not like nobody's necessarily hurting for a quarterback. Like that's most teams have a top starting quarterback that they can use and they can play and they're fine with. Um, but Mac Jones is he's going to be in a proven system with old Billy B and he I'm interested to see his year two jump. Um, and while I'm not saying he's going to be a league winner for you, he could be a valuable asset down the end of the road um, where in the next two years he's he's gunslinging it and he's able to do it. So I think I, I would take Mac Jones in this one. Yeah, I'm still undecided on Mac Jones. I think I need to see him uh, gritty. Uh, like two or three oh, more times before I really I know he did that. how valuable he is. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, I don't know. The, the, you could really go either way on this one in a, in a one quarterback league. It also depends on how many people you have in this league. Um, because I think true. you're probably going to get a Mac Jones caliber quarterback anyway at two Oh four. Um, right in that wheelhouse where it's like, you're going to be able to play him every week and it's not going to be a big deal, but you have the potential to have some upside. Um, so I don't think this. I don't think you're going to hurt either way. But I'd probably also do Mac Jones just to, just to secure that quarterback slot. You know, you don't want to be you don't want to be in a position where you have to yet take a big risk at quarterback. And like I said, depending on how many people you have in the league is going to dictate whether or not you know some people are in that position. Uh, but especially if it's a bigger league, you definitely want to take Mac Jones um, just for that safe floor. Yeah, I think I'm taking Jonesy on that one. All right, we've got one question left, and it is from Individual Slide 332, who is a returning listener and official Brainiac, 
at least Ooh. twice over now. So hello, individual slide three three two, and thank back, you bro. for your question. So he is in a ten team superflex tight end premium league. Are you taking Waller and Davis Mills or Mark Andrews? I'm gonna let you answer this one first. I think I'm going to take the Waller side. Uh, Mark Andrews is a stud. There's no doubt about it. But Waller has a lot of upside. And we saw, especially if Derek Carr is staying there, which it really seems like he's not moving at this point in time, Waller Waller was hyper-targeted before his injury. He was on pace to be one of the best tight ends in the league because uh, uh, Carr could not figure out how to throw the ball to literally anybody else. And granted, they've got more weapons there, obviously, um, with Devontae Adams uh, coming in. But... Waller has a lot of upside, and it was clear that Carr wanted to get him the ball as much as possible. So I think you're going to get a good, usable, uh, possibly high-end uh, high tight end, and then also Davis Mills in addition to that. So Mark Andrews is the safer pick for sure, um, and especially in a tight end premium league, I might be convincing myself otherwise as I talk through it. Because uh, <laughs> a tight end premium league, Mark Andrews is going to be a, a great pick. That is that that is what I was going to say. Well, would it sway you if um, if Brandon Cooks got traded to the Browns for Baker Mayfield plus something? I don't know. I think I think the more I talk about this, the more I think about it. I probably would go with Mark Andrews. When I started my rants, I <laughs> I didn't actively consider the tight end premium part as much as I should have. Yeah, so I think I probably would go Mark Andrews in the tight end. That's premium what league. swayed me was it being a tight end premium league. That's what I was already leaning to Mark Andrews, but that pushed me over the edge. Yeah. Um, Mark Andrews, and this is tough because I've seen so many people shit posting everybody about Mark Andrews and blah 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 this and. Mark Andrews was only good because Tyler Huntley was his quarterback and it wasn't Lamar. And there is some, I, I can't sit here and definitively say that those people are wrong because Mark Andrews saw such a huge uptick when Lamar Jackson wasn't on the field. Mm. And, and people like Marquise Brown and Bateman hurt because of it. And, and as an as a Mark Andrews owner, I was I was like, hell yeah, dude. I, Lamar can stay out. I'm fine with it. Tyler Huntley's doing a great job. Thumbs up, buddy. Uh, but I still think that, like, you know, Mark Andrews is younger. He's 26 years old. He signed a four-year contract with, with the Ravens. He's going to be there for the foreseeable future. Waller, I believe, and you'll have to fact check me on this. I think Waller's, what, 29, I want to say? Um and he's already has an has a history of injury, and that's of a concern to me. And Davis Mills, while I would like Davis Mills to be the starter for the Texans this year, I'm not 100 percent confident that that's going to be the case. And so at that point, you're really just trading Waller and Mark Andrews if Davis Mills isn't going to start there. So I I'm going to take Mark Andrews on this one. Yeah, he is 29 years old, and yeah, I I agree. I uh, I convinced my own self to. Uh, I had I had an internal debate. I had the the <laughs> angel and the devil on my shoulders trying to convince me one way or the other. But I agree. I think Mark Andrews is the play. All right, cool. Well, I, I and that's it. Too. That's all we got. That's it. That's all we got. Cool. Um, everybody, thank you. If this is your first time tuning in, we hope you enjoyed it. You are now dubbed an official brainiac. Um, and if you are a return listener, as as some of you very obviously are we appreciate you guys support we have a lot of fun doing this and we enjoy doing it um the only thing that i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask probably like two things here um at three first off wherever you're listening to us i just click subscribe just click subscribe and since you're already there there's some stars next to that subscribe button just feel free to give us like one or three or maybe even like five stars um uh, Means it goes such a long way, truthfully, and even if you don't want to give us five stars, that's okay. But give us a rating uh, and click subscribe if you enjoyed this, because uh, we we like doing it and, and we want to continue to to do it, and we love the support. Second thing is, uh, if you're not already, we are active, very very active on Twitter. Go follow us. We will follow you back. I guarantee it. And we do a lot of fun stuff on Twitter. We we you know. Last month we did the Smoke Show Showdown, where it was uh, we rated the wives and fiancés of NFL players. We've done giveaways for signed jerseys, and we want to continue to do some of that stuff down the road. So do not miss it. Go follow us. We will follow you back. Third and final thing for those of you who are sending in questions, we love them. Don't stop doing it. And if this is your first time, this is your first question. Please feel free to send them to us and on Twitter or wherever you know you have a contact for us. 
go ahead and do it because we love the questions. We will put it on the docket and we will get them answered. Scotty, did I miss anything or did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I think I would like to add something. If you send us questions and as we, uh, you know, we're still in the off season here, but eventually at some point in time, a hundred million years down the line, there's going to be football on again. And your questions are going to be, or rather our answers to your questions are going to be either uh, vindicated or we're going to look like idiots. Um, And so we would love your feedback on that. When you ask us a question, we give you some advice, uh, whether it pans out well or whether you would like to, you know, stab us in our sleep. Um, Make sure that you tell us what's going on because we would love the feedback on it. Um, Just make sure you're interacting with us uh, because like, you know, like Slapdog here said, we are very active on social media. We love the questions coming in. We talk about uh, even, you know, we we talk about a ton of content just on Twitter that doesn't even make it to the podcast. So if you're looking for more, you know, show up there as well. Um, So just uh, as much interaction as possible. We love to uh, talk to you guys. That's the point of this is that we want to discuss fantasy football because we, like you, are obsessed with it uh, and we would like to keep it going. So please uh, participate as much as possible and give us that uh, the like share in the rating absolutely scotty finish us off we are are out we're out out.